is an everything photography podcast covering the entire range of photography from chemical, darkroom, and alternative-based processes all the way to modern digital photography and beyond. Be sure to visit us at www.underredglow.com. And now your host, John Milliker Jr. Hello, welcome to episode 66 of the Under Red Glow podcast. My name is John Milliker, and I'm, the full, I'm a full-time photographer who practices, teaches, and demonstrates nearly every photographic process in history, including modern digital gear and techniques, and with me in studio is my co-host, lovely, lovely wife, Christine. <laughs> she practices <laughs> and demonstrates many processes and is our entry-level process and kids class instructor. Welcome, Christine. Good evening. What's going on? We have had a... Don't say it. Don't say it. Let's talk, let's talk about the intro. We, I finally recorded the new intro. Yes. I need to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tweak it a little bit. I think I'm going to tweak it a little bit. It kind of kind of muted the... The low end on that, I think. I need to. I need to listen to the intro, and I need to listen to me talking live, and just see what it is that I like and what it is that I don't like. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm finally, I'm really happy to have that that new kind of intro out there, and uh, and I hope that it really better captures what we've got going on. I do want to re. I do want to rewrite the the introduction that uh, the the live introduction after the intro. And uh, you know when I the, the one I read and always trip over my my own tongue over, <laughs> but uh, but that's something I I really want to do. But um, yeah, we had uh, after after Cedar Creek's catastrophe, we had a nice uh, nice time at the the Cash Town Inn in Gettysburg uh, outside just outside of Gettysburg. Uh, we've got uh, friends that, that have that have taken over that and and have made a uh, trying to bring it back to its original glory. It's kind of like a I don't know if it's a bed and breakfast. I think so. You think it's a bed and breakfast? I think. Okay, I mean it's a beautiful place. It's a it's a gorgeous place. We were there uh, while well, I was there. Christine had a, another uh, another gig, but I was there with uh, making making tin types and. I didn't get a chance to go down in the basement, which was at some point a, a field hospital during the Civil War. And I didn't get a chance to go up in any of the rooms, but uh, I'm I'm pretty sure if I, you know, when, when we're in the area, I'm hoping that we can swing by and say, hey, can we can we get a tour? We never really got a chance to get a tour, but uh, but it looks it's it's a nice place. And I would definitely recommend you checking them out. The 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 new owners are just absolutely amazing very nice uh, you know and it just came out and, and just checked up on everybody how you doing do you need to change something do you need to move do you need to do this because the problem was we had rain oh it's a story of my life at the end of a at the end of a season when i'm ready to put everything away yeah. or when i'm close to putting everything away here comes all the rain mm-hmm. and it was kind of odd because <laughs> it was a pain in the butt i mean we went we went here because we were supporting our friends. We went to support our friends. We wanted to help uh, make their grand reopening a, a big success. And we went out there. We told them we would come out and, and, and set up. And we did. They, they, they told us, whatever you want to do, do. And we set up in the, in the best spot that we could. We set up outside. It wasn't supposed to rain. 
but we set up outside. I still brought I still brought everything to protect the the dark box and the chemistries and the tables, but I didn't bring a canopy. We were on we were on blacktop, and but sure enough, rain came. Made one tin type rain came. Made it you know rain goes away. Make another tin type rain comes back. I mean that's how the entire day was. Tin type rain delay. Tin type rain delay. And at the very end, we were able to squeeze in a couple different. I mean, we were able to squeeze in like four or five tin types back to back, which was great. But yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know. It's just. It's just the. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It's just the craziness back to back to back to back to back again. And we have one more event, which is this weekend for Halloween weekend at the the newcomer house with our friends at the Heart of the Civil War Heritage Area. That's in Sharpsburg, Maryland. And we're going to be speaking on the the life of William H. Mumler, so proclaimed spirit photographer. And we are also, uh, you know, we're also offering tintype sittings and tintype demonstrations. Now, the tintype demonstrations will be uh, will be using one of Mr. Mumler's likely tactics to introduce spirit photos into our own images. And if you want your own image, you can. Uh, you can have your own image made with or without a quote unquote, I'm using finger quotes, spirit in them. But I, that should be really, that should be fun. I think that's our last, that's our last official outdoor event of the year. That we're doing photography at, yes. That we're doing photography at, yes. But uh, we've got some indoor stuff. We've got some private stuff. We've, we've got all kinds of stuff coming up, which is, uh, which is great. I'm so happy to see more, more things coming down the line uh even with the thing but it's it's nice and even with the catastrophe that happened at cedar creek it was still nice seeing all of our friends and seeing such a such a good property and i'm not going to go as far as saying being saved but uh the 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 operations manager the new operations manager there it's you know it it was just night night and day difference and how things were run. And I think I said this last week. It was nice seeing, you know, even even some of the same people that have been on the board for a while. It when you get when you get someone there that has fresh blood and is invigorated and, and has got this uh got this passion for it and has got this energy, it, it re-energizes you as well. And we're gonna talk a little bit about that uh coming up as well, because I've I've seen other artists just struggling and, it, and it's kind of weird you know just from cedar creek our our catastrophe of of losing our 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 big expensive 18 by 18 by 12 foot high sutler's tent with the custom sky i mean losing that i mean that was a pretty big blow i'm still hoping we can fix it but but other we'll photographers see. have come out and I've seen them either post or they've they've reached out to me and I've had a couple people reach out to me as well from uh from the podcast and also from the you know from the uh the, the Patreon and it's tough. And especially getting into, you know, if you've got and I'm not the kind of guy that's got seasonal depression, but if you've got that thing where you start getting into the winter and it's you're a summer guy like I am. I am a summer guy. It's it's really difficult, but we're going to talk a little bit about that after we take uh, take a quick little break uh, to uh, to talk about our sponsor. We'll talk a little bit about uh, Christine's found some very interesting news coming up. 
But uh, we'll get to that as soon as we get back from these words from our sponsor. All right, Christine, what, uh, let's talk about a little bit of the, the news you were telling me about, which, which kind of piqued my interest. And I had showed you, what was it, uh, yesterday or the day before, I had showed you some of the Nikon Z9 mirrorless kind of teaser videos. Yeah, we watched four of them. And three. Three of them. Sorry, we watched three. three. And there's supposed to be a fourth one coming out. Oh, they're going to keep doing this right. until, you know. But it's kind of exciting some of the things we saw. And some of it is things we have to infer from the footage that they're showing in these teasers. And some of it you can really guess about. Yeah. Um, what we know is that there's going to be a lot of autofocus bracketing. Eye recognition seems to be a big part of it. There was a really fast burst mode on the last one we watched. Mm-hmm. And the it's saying it's going to be at least 8K video and that the sensor will be at least 35.6 megapixels. Pickles. I know that's how you pronounce it. That's not how I pronounce it. Well, let's break this up. The, the first video, the first Nikon Z9 video kind of showed off this, this autofocus. They had... I think somebody playing tennis and they had the eye recognition. They had like three runners running together and the middle runner was on their eye. And that was kind of fascinating. The fact that you can, you can pick somebody out and, uh, and, and, you know, the camera just, just keeps onto that person's eye. And then as, as Christine said, car and motorcycle AF modes, because one of the, one of the clips on that was a just two cars racing around and you can see the the front autofocus box was on the the furthest forward corner of the car but as soon as the car turned a corner and the other the other corner uh, the other corner of the car became closer it automatically knew and switched back over it was really something something definitely special and then I didn't know what I didn't know what video mode they had, but 8K video, this kind of gets in them the whole. It remind it reminds me of the old Canon five uh, was it the 5D Mark II? Canon gave away the farm with the Mark D with the 5D Mark II because people were looking at the 5D and then looking at the you know the the high end double the price camera, and they were. I think Canon really shot themselves in the foot by putting that much stuff into it. And then you always saw Canon kind of kind of trying to play damage control and and crippling the cameras that came out after that. Because they wanted you to have a reason to get the what was it, the the one the one D or whatever the whatever the high end, you know, six, seven thousand dollar camera is from Canon. They wanted you to get that and not the five D and where you had pretty much the same stuff, right? Right. But this reminds me of that. But I don't think, you know, Nikon, this is their top of the line. I don't know if Nikon's got one on top of that. I don't. I really don't know, to be honest with you. I've never looked because the D850 and the D-series was was perfect for me. Yeah. And And the same thing that will happen with this, you know, with the mirrorless. Well... The second video was the video, <clears throat> the video capabilities, and it shows someone at a, in a safari, 
the lady the lady gets down low she's she's videotaping all these animals drinking at a out of a out of a pond and it shows the time progression of the video i think it's like 30 minutes 20 minutes 40 minutes whatever and i think it stopped at like 19 minutes and i told christine okay well that must be the upper limit maybe 120 minutes two two hours of video and if that's 8k that's something absolutely special because you know we're 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 having we're having issues now with which which will I don't know if you're talking about this or not but we're having issues with our GoPro 10 it overheats overheats after 20 minutes of 5.7 or k video which is ludicrous and you're telling me now that this this Nikon uh Z9 is going to take 8K video for potentially 120 minutes. I mean, that's pretty good. That's a lot of heat dissipation that's that's going to be used. I didn't get it written down yet, but there was a leak from the India version of Nikon that said it was going to be 8K 60 frames per second video. Oh, it's butter. Butter. Uh, that's that's really good. That's that's fantastic. Um the Nikon has a flip-out screen. The Z9 has a flip-out screen, but it doesn't have a... And it kind of makes you wonder what they're thinking because it looks like the Z9 does not have a screen that flips out in, like, you know, quote-unquote vlogger mode where you can put it on a tripod. You can, you can you know, bring out the bring out the screen and, and see you as you are in front of the camera. But uh, hopefully with the Z9 stuff... They they really fix the the snap bridge, where you can bring up snap bridge on your phone. You can see exactly where in the frame you are. You can set your autofocus. You can turn on eye tracking or whatever they've got, and and go. But yeah, it, it looked like the it looked like the screen on the back the the articulating LCD screen did not come all the way around, which I thought was a was a big stumbling block for for Nikon that kind of that kind of drove me a little bit crazy yeah and then the the last uh the last video the third video in that in that whole series is it was just the the frames per second and I think what did what did they have they had like a a long a long jumper and you see you see somebody you know at a camera getting ready to photograph this long jumper and the long jumper is coming towards the photographer, and they just hit that button, and it's just rapid machine gun fire. It's yeah. just absolutely crazy. It was. It, it went really fast, and it sounded like it was almost thirty pictures were taken at least. Oh, what did we count? We counted. I thought you counted thirty-five. Oh, I did. We, we what we did was that was that was Nikon. Uh, that was YouTube. I'm sorry. That was actually on YouTube's site, and I slowed it down to point two five, you know, point two five, whatever. And yeah, I think I counted like thirty five, a buffer of thirty five. Yeah, but the problem is, you you have got to wonder: is it thirty five point six megapixels, or is it maybe in JPEG mode? You know, because you know that the buffer size will will fill up, and you know that smaller smaller files will give you more. But but here is the thing: if you know, as long as you get your, as long as you get close in your color profile, JPEG's just fine. Most of my images, to save to save image, when I when I manage my assets, when I manage a gallery, 
I, I will go through and I will get rid of all the images that are that are bad, and then any image that is, I will I will rate from five, four, three, two, and and one star, and they're very limited, very few, one, two, three, four, five stars, and then I've got all these images that are not trash, but they're not. They're not my number ones. Uh, they'll still go in a, a client gallery or they'll still go here or there. But they're taking up so much space. And, and the fact that you can, as long as you've got your color space dialed in, you know, you could you can convert those images from RAW to, to JPEG, the same resolution, and save, you know, save nine-tenths of that file size. You recover nine-tenths of that, that size of that file back usually. Therefore, does it does it bother me that that maybe that rapid fire of of a shutter of of you know spray and pray does it bother me that might be JPEG? Not at all, absolutely not. Because you'll have gotten the shot you want, hopefully in that thirty. Right. Um. Is it nice if it was raw? Yeah, absolutely. And and depending on what you're doing, you you know you'll you'll probably have a slower. And of course, you'll have, you could shoot raw and it'll be slower, and you may get it may be slower slower shots per second, or it may be a smaller buffer or both. But it depends on the it depends on the sport. Right. Are you? And it depends on you as well. Are are you good at anticipating the shot? I'm I'm the kind of person and, and a lot of people are the kind of person where you know you you look at the you look at the shot you're looking through the 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 viewfinder with your right eye you're looking outside the viewfinder in real time with your left eye baseball I used to do the baseball all the time when the pitcher is pitching you can see that ball and you can see the pitcher move and you can anticipate your shot I, I I don't know. I'm, I I don't know if I can get into the habit of okay, the pitcher just threw the ball. Wait a second, and then start hammering on the shutter and 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 kind of cross my fingers. Uh, is it a crutch? Is that a crutch for for people? Maybe. Maybe. Well, it seems like more and more with some of this stuff, like going from film to digital, people take so many more photos because they can. Right, but guess what? We you try take not. you take a you know you you fill up a sixteen gig card. What do you got to do? Then you got to go and you got to edit. And for right. each image you shoot, you got to spend the amount of basically the same amount of time editing the photo, or at least picking this one or that one. And if you hammer on that shutter, on a dumb old bird in a tree doing nothing, you may have to go through thirty images, and you're going to drive yourself crazy because they all. You know, okay, is this one sharper than that one? Is that one sharper? This leaf over here blew a little bit. This leaf didn't blow a little bit. It drives you absolutely crazy. I'd rather nail the shot the first time. But we're kind of getting into this whole thing, like the, the GoPro. The GoPro's got this thing where I can say, okay, well, it's constantly recording 15 seconds of video. And as soon as I hit the record button, when the action starts... It's going to add the, the previous 15 seconds of video to that video file. I don't know. I, I kind of like the idea of that because with GoPro, especially with overheating, which the, the firmware should come, the firmware, there's new firmware that should fix it. But especially with an overheating little action camera that has a battery that, that kind of sucks. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a good thing. 
it's a good thing to to not anticipate action and as soon as the action happens you hit the button well it's kind of almost similar to to this you know as long as you can kind of anticipate the action you want to get a little bit of a jump on the, you know you want to jump the gun a little bit start hammering down that shutter you're you're guaranteed hopefully that you get the shot that you want i don't know i'm not sure how i feel about that i'm not really sure but 8k and and where do we stop with these where do we stop with these video resolutions as That's true like the majority of what we use uh you and i use would be 4k and sometimes you can't even use that because what you're watching it on just isn't good enough for that uh, look christy and i are we have old eyes we're old and decrepit we're not that old <laughs> we have a we have a standard definition tv still we have two very large screen TVs in our home, and, and they're both standard def, def. It's fine. I have no problem with that. Now, when we when we replace our TVs, they're going to have to be 4K or 8K or something. But at what point do you at what point do you draw the line? Because here's the problem with 1080p to 4K to 2.7K to to 8K file size. Right. And now we're going through this H, you know, we used to use a video codec called H264. And that used to be everything. Everything used this H264 codec. Well, now we have HEVC, high efficiency video codec, but you got to have a, a pretty ball buster computer to edit the stuff. And Christy and I have, have brand new Asus gamer laptops and I can edit 4K on this, 4K60 if I want, but I really should be making proxies. And what a proxy is, is it, it re-encodes that 4K video so that I can see it like maybe 720 or 1080p video. I can edit it all day long. I can do all my cuts, my edits, my everything, and but it's, it's really editing a proxy file, a.k.a. that 1080p or 720p file, but when I when I actually finally encode it, it's actually encoding the exact same stuff on the 4K file. All I'm saying is at 8K, you're talking once again double the amount of file size. You're talking about a, a, a codec that is so clamped down. You need you need fast computers, and not only fast computers. You may have a fast computer, but if your CPU doesn't doesn't support that. HEVC codec, you know, it's it's a CPU kind of function. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about it. Uh, I like that it's there. I like that it's future proof. And and this will be the Z8. We looked at was it the Z8 or was it the Z7? Z7, I the, believe the Z7 we looked at, and and it still it still did not outperform the D850. The Z9, I don't think there's ever a Z8, or I don't think there ever will be a Z8, but the Z9 is definitely a a a, a big step up. And like I said, I, I promise that if Nikon took care of me, um, I will give them another shot. We will we will likely go Z9. We will likely get Z9, not you know, not out out the out out the gate, but we will likely get Z9s when they've been uh, been out maybe a month or two or three and and re, you know put our our d850s in uh, in backup shooter territory 
And I don't know. I mean, we may just get one and both of us play with it and and see how much we like it. I don't like mirrorless. and But the main reason I'd never liked mirrorless is because there always was a delay. I want to put, I'm going to try to find out where I can get, go to get maybe one of these Z9s in my hands and just test it. Because if they haven't made it pretty much immediate, you know, maybe that's why they have this this crazy buffer in there and, and crazy frames per second because there still is a delay and I, I can't handle the delay. I've been I've been shooting SLR cameras uh, through the lens cameras for <laughs> for way too long. Um, I, I just can't. But I think I think they've gotten better when we we had we tried the Z the Z7. No, it was the Z6. Z6 has just came out and uh, and uh, a friend of ours who used to be a Nikon rep. Uh, let us play with it, and the, I didn't like the delay. I handed it back to him. I said, "That's that's terrible." Oh, we'll have to get our hands on it and try it. Yeah, I think so. But I think it, they are getting a lot better with the, some of that stuff. So yeah. All right, you got one more thing. Let's let's blow through this because we need to get to our, our topic at hand. Well, this is going to be quick because all we know is DJI, whom we really respect and we have multiple products from. Well, I don't go that far. We do. Um, is announcing Thursday a new something, a new product of some sort. And we know nothing about it, right? Right. Okay. All it says is that new product to be let announced. Me, let, me, let, me, let me explain my comment of don't go that far. DJI is a Chinese company. No, so what? Every one of their products needs to have the Wi-Fi turned on, the location turned on. Bluetooth turn just to use a camera. I don't like that. And nobody likes that. But the problem is DJI is like it. You you know, it's a it's a it's a big old poo sandwich and you've got to take a bite. Well, that's for the drones, but you don't have to have that for the pockets. Try it. Try running the pocket. Try running the Osmo. I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, you had to have all of those on. I'm pretty sure that if I remember correctly, you got to have everything turned on. And I'll even tell you another thing, DJI. Oh, let me see if I can I can figure it out. Now, of course, this is going to go nowhere. Uh, but the DJI, I'm going to bring it up here. But I saw it. I saw it this week. Um, there's something going on about. Uh, the the federal government of the United States is trying to ban DJI products in the United States because, you know, if you I'm not a conspiracy theorist, like us, you know, not that crazy, but if you were thinking of a takeover, what better than to have all these little doodads in the sky taking photos, soaking up Wi-Fi information, soaking up Bluetooth information. Everywhere, anywhere, at any time. Now, do I think that's do I think that's a thing? No, because it's mostly piddly things. I mean, you can't fly in national parks. You can't fly in D.C. You can't do all these things. Do I think it's uh, do I think it's a real thing? No, I don't. But I will say that that I'm somewhere in the middle where I don't like DJI's practices of making you turn all that stuff on. I think it's I think it's silly. But Anyway, get let's get back to the topic at hand. What could it be? Did did they tell you is it something that's a new product or is it something that 
that is a, a, a build on another product? It, I remember getting the email from them, and all I know is that it just says dreams. Hmm. I wonder. in Thursday, de- December 27th to find out more. December? Not December. October, sorry. Okay, geez. October twenty seventh to find out more. Okay, so we're only we're only two two days away from that. But what could it be? What 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 is the the one thing that DJI, as far as a video camera or a photo device, doesn't have, Christine? Um, I'm not sure. Um, How about a three sixty camera? Maybe. We haven't seen a good 360 camera hit the market in a couple of years. And every one that comes back out, the Insta360, the GoPro, uh, it's not as good as the old, what, five-year-old now Xiaomi Mi Sphere. The Xiaomi Mi Sphere, I will cry when that thing dies. We've already broken one with a, with a, lens, with a scratch on the lens. So we have already have one that's dead. But I will cry when that thing dies because it takes better resolution photos than the insta360 or the gopro max if you can see it john this is the picture that came with it the announcement it's a box in the middle so it could be 360 (laughs) just looked over at christine's computer it's a black box it looks like somebody dropped on a a pile of iron filings and all the all the craziness is kind of splayed out in like a circle maybe 360 almost looks ominous like a like a monolith in the middle of a desert <laughs> but uh that's if i'm if i'm a if i was a betting man i'm gonna bet a 360 camera because that's all they that they don't have that yet that would be a good thing for them to have well i mean they've got drones they've got the the pocket doodads they got the osmo thing where you can put your camera in it they've got a they've got action cameras i'm gonna say 360 camera we'll see i think that's a good thought yeah we'll see all right we've been we've been dragging our feet long enough i already talked about the event craziness from this last weekend rain plate rain plate rain plate rain plate i've you know i did want to confirm that it is a bed and breakfast okay good definitely check them out awesome um so, but but Cash Town Inn outside of Gettysburg. You, when you search it, you'll find it. Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Found a an artist friend that is uh, kind of in the same boat as as we are, and and this was this was like late last week, and kind of the same thing. And this friend had a had a vehicle malfunction, and it just it it's just getting getting punched in the gut over and over and over again and and i think we've talked about this before because at the end of the year especially if you've got a bad if you have a bad year like last year covid bad year this year excuse me the thing this year still the thing but you know everybody everybody who's still worried about it you know whether you've got health or medical issues or you're or not you know you do what you want you stay home but anybody that's look i want to get back to living my life i'm not going to sit in, in indoors people that you know if you get it 
you you've got a good chance of of beating the thing. Uh, they're out and about, and they're out in droves. There, you know, so many people out, and, and I'm and I'm happy. I'm happy that we live in a society where people that are a little bit on the more timid side can do what they want. People that want to be out can can do go what they do what they want to do. But it still was a tough year. It was an absolutely horrible year for for events. Not near as bad as last year. No, I mean last but. year we had two events and and one of them was a private wedding. Right. But this year we, we you know we got back into it. So two of the events that I'm not going to name. Uh, one was a steampunk event. One was a, a a civil war event. I mean, the organizers are people that I feel that are very, for whatever reason, uh, the 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 organizers, uh, whether it's a medical reason or or not, uh, the organizers were very um, heavy-handed on on regulations and and worrying about this thing. But they had the events. And I thought for sure that both of them were going to be canceled. I thought for absolute sure. I told Christine, I said, "Look, we're going to get ready for this event. Um, you know, we're we're paid in to to be at these events, and I'm just going to warn you now. It's it's very likely that I, I can't I can't imagine that this event's going to go go forward. And it, surprisingly enough, it did. I'm happy. I'm happy. There there needs to be a a a middle ground." Where where people can still continue to do their livelihood, while allowing you know the the thing to go away more, and allowing the people that are afraid of the thing to to get a little bit more comfortable with with things, and I'm cool with that. I'm totally happy with that. But it's so difficult ending a year on a down note, and yet and you get practically get pissed off. You know, you, you look at everything that needs to be done. We've got several repairs on the cameras, on the tents, on equipment, on on everything. I've got a I've I've got a I've got to buy chemistry. Um, I, I, I there's there's chemistry that I buy for each event and mix up. I've got to mix that before each event and let it ripen before each event, and then it and it lasts only so much time. But I still have, you know, chemistry. I, I, we just got in, um, you know, a big batch of of gum sandarac, and that's the that's the the main component of the varnish that we make that that we put on the tin types. You know, we use the same recipe, gum sandarac. It comes in these little crystals that look like Jurassic Park, where you know the guy's got this this resin, uh, whatever it is, uh, amber, and he's got the mosquito in it. That's what it is. It's it's it's, it's this sap crystal and bugs. It's all it is in this container, but you, you think about it, and it's, and it, and and what point do you sit there and and at what point do you give up? And I hate to be I hate to be negative because last night, last week, I, I think my the title of the episode was. At what point do you give up? At what point do you walk away? And and thankfully, I'm not there. You know, mostly because, you know, we have, you know, Christine encourages uh, me to keep going. We have so many friends that have encouraged us. But, I mean, I'm, I'm lucky to have a bunch of friends that I can sit there and kind of say, you know what, I'm kind of, I'm kind of thinking of changing things, right? And, uh, and I'm lucky to have people that say, no, you know, you, you're not. You're not going to change things. You got to do this. This is what you love. This is your dream. This is what you want to do. Shut up and do it. 
and I'm thankful for that. I'm hope, I hope that other people that may be in the same boat have, have the similar support structure. But like I said, it, it's difficult going into the off season, knowing you've got to make so many purchases, knowing you've got to make so many repairs, knowing that, you know, you've got to continue on and, and everything that you've wanted to perfect over the, the previous year. Um, you know, we've learned a couple new things with a couple different processes this year that I would love to get in the dark room and, and do, but you know, it's, how do you, how do you push yourself? How do you push yourself into going in the dark room at the end, at the very last event outside, which is this weekend, everything is going to be put, everything is going to be checked over any, any wood products that need to be re-glued like stands, tables, what have you is going to be re-glued, clamped, and then put in storage. But how do you force yourself to how do you force yourself to to do some of the, the 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 mental tasks in order to make yourself better? How do you continue to innovate your website, your online offerings? You know, we have a podcast, we have Patreon, we have subscriptions, we have all kinds of stuff. We have Instagram, we have TikTok. Don't tell my friends or family. We have so many other things that that we need to keep going. But you know, here I am at the end of the at the end of the year, just just beaten and battered. To the point where I, I'm not going to give up on it, but it's it's just it's just difficult. It's difficult moving forward. Well, number one, you just take that first step, and that's what we're going to talk about. That's what that's what we are talking about. And and the thing is, is it's not, you know, I'm not I'm not going to not do it, but it's it's a little difficult doing. It's a little difficult finding your potential when you lack enthusiasm. And I know, I know for a, for a fact that unless we go through more absolute craziness next year, that our first event of the year, I'm I'm going to be absolutely thrilled about. I'm going to have a heck of a good time. I'm going to be so excited that I, I don't. You know, I have, I have no, I, I know for a fact that it's going to be such an exciting event, such an exciting time. And I know the first event, I'm going to get that energy again. And, you know, I'm going to bounce out of everything. But the thing is, is again, getting, you know, going through yet another off season and coming out on the end. And, and to be honest with you, that's what I did last year. I mean, let's let's be let's be entirely honest. Let's put our cards on the table. I didn't do hardly anything to to prepare for this season last winter because I was just in such a low spot. Everybody was in a low spot after twenty twenty. I was in such a low spot. I I I think I did things that I knew I needed to do. the The large camera needs a new bellows. I I didn't touch it. I just I just patched it one more time. You know, I, I, I took care of the light leaks one more time because I, I just I just didn't have that energy to do it at all. But I don't know. How do we get how do you get around that? And as Christine said, you just do it. You just do. And and that's easier said than done, I think. Sometimes it's hard, but sometimes you just survey your surroundings and you pick up the camera and you look at it. 
and you decide what the first step is that you have to do to get to the next step. And that's tough. When you're when you're when you're just low and kicked to the ground, you know you need to do that. But then you either you either don't do it or you you do it and you half ass it. See, that's that's the problem. You know, a lot of people uh, won't do it. Or if I need to do something, um, you know, for for customers, the the, the good thing about a cu- having a client or a customer that that wants something is, I won't I won't allow myself to skimp on a cu- on customer works, and and that's how we should all be because the thing is is, um, you can you can make amazing stuff for a hundred customers, but Murphy's Law. The second you you give somebody a, a a piece of crap you knew you shouldn't have sold them, they're gonna put it online and they're gonna say who who they got it from. And oh, that's another talk. Oh, geez. <laughs> we uh, at at Cedar Creek. I think we talked about this last week, but at Cedar Creek we had two people come and uh, and and try to get plates at the very end, and we're already telling them, look, the light's bad, the light's gone. Light's gone. We'll try, but I'm pretty sure it ain't going to work out. We came out and uh, and it was uh, two people. On a, it was a two two gentlemen on horses. Well, before that, there was a group shot. Oh, the group shot was first, and it was a large group, and they wanted to include the two horses. And everybody in the background was already breaking down. So think about this: we've got we've got Waterhouse stops in. You got to balance that. I mean, I'm, I have no light, but I still have to put a little bit of a waterhouse stop in to get to get more depth of field so that I can get this group edge to edge in focus. Photo comes out. We see cars in the background. It looks terrible. It's dark. Absolutely garbage. They loved it. They loved it. So let me pause that. Two horse guys come up. I figure, okay, well, I'm going to underexpose and overdevelop. It was just it just didn't work out. Absolute garbage. They loved it. I refused to take money for either of those plates. I told them. Now here's the thing I told them and I I just sent them the I just sent them the 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 scans today since I've you know since we're now back at the at the office. But I I told them, "Look, I will give you the plate." I will send you a scan. I am not going to charge you for these. But you have to do two things for me. Visit me again next year before it gets dark. And don't tell anybody that I that I made those plates. But I told them today. I, I told the, the one guy, I said, look, here's the stuff. Please put the story out there that the light was already low. John tried. John was unhappy with the plate. He gave us the plate for free, but we still like it. Here it is. Because, like I said, we're, we've been the Cedar Creek photographer for seven years now. You know, we're the main, you know, we're the tintype photographers for Cedar Creek. Yeah. And so all someone has to do is say, oh, look at my plate at Cedar Creek, and it's terrible. They know who shot it. But, but it, and that's another, that's a question. So the question for you guys is if you made one of a kind art, and you, and you may, you made time-sensitive, one-of-a-kind art for a customer, and you, you can't redo it. 
and it sucks. What would you do in that situation? That's what I want to know. Because I, I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, well, I don't like it, but so you're not going to get it at all. But I sure as hell I'm not going to charge them for it either. But it's kind of that, it's kind of a conundrum because I want to make sure that they, that they know. I think what I'm going to do is I think I'm going to post the, the two photos on, on my Facebook and kind of, kind of bring out that question of anybody working in the art. You know, what do you do? What do you think? But, uh, it, it's that conundrum and I've, but, but anyway, that went off on a tangent. <laughs> it started by talking about customer work and, and hopefully people out there that work in, in an art or work for customers, you know, you, you have the same work ethic where you're not going to provide a customer, you're not going to charge for garbage. But the problem becomes my personal growth, my personal projects, my personal interests. You know, going in, going into an off-season just so beaten down, I, I worry that that's going to, to affect me again because I knew, I knew it happened at, during 2020. You got some hope with that foot photography project you did that put the life back in you it did so i think if you find the right motivation you'll be fine so we just have to help you find that well it was good because the the motivation originally came from the fact that the the that the local maryland renaissance festival in crownsville maryland was not going to be held and this organization came to me saying, hey, we're setting up an auction that will help the artisans and the vendors at the Maryland Renaissance Festival. And that 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 put life into me. Do you and, and we we've always talked about this before is maybe find a cause to help for. You know, we didn't make we didn't make anything on that. We made in and we made tin types. We made platinum. We made platinum prints, and that platinum print uh, was what um, was what we auctioned off. But Christine's right. I mean, it, it definitely did. It definitely did put wind back into my sails, and it wasn't a client project. And it was interesting enough and 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 different enough from a client project that that it it kept it kept me excited. Because one problem I have is. As much as I love client work, and I love client work, not just because client work is usually paid work, but the fact that I can give somebody a piece of art of them that will last for generations. I mean, that's too cool, man. Yeah. But the problem with client work is it's the exact same thing. Same poses. Same pose, same pose, posed person, posed person, posed person. It's the same thing every time. If somebody comes to us and says, hey, I want a plate, but I want to do something. Man, my, my creative juices go up to 11. And and I love it. But it's not that I don't love client stuff. It just gets a little monotonous because it's always the same stuff. And and it's good because Christine usually is the person who poses people for me. And uh, before the thing, she would get them all, you know, primped up if they needed to to borrow clothing for the period or not. And 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 it's good because she's got so much experience in that. I know that that the people are going to be perfect. They're going to be posed perfectly. Christine's got a great eye. She, I know that the, the the stuff behind the people are not going to be a problem. 
and I know that the camera is going to be very close. If it's not perfect, it's very close. And me, usually, if I move the camera from where she's had it, it's me being nitpicky. That's that's it. But but at the end of the day, it's the same stuff over and over again. And we've talked about we've talked about this before. That the thing that keeps us going at, at these events, doing stuff out at these events, is being able to let kids look in the back of the camera, let adults look in the back of the camera, talk about the process, and and especially when we make a plate either by demonstration or a or a a paid sitting, just bringing it out and showing people the before and after. Okay, here's what the plate looks like before. As you can see, it's a negative. There's a lot all the white you see there is is silver nitrate that's been un, un, unexposed and undeveloped. And then pouring the cyanide on there and poof, a magic trick. Closest thing to real magic I think I've ever seen. And everybody oohs and ahs and we tell them it's cyanide and they all step back three steps and it's not all of them. Not all of them. But it's such a cool it's such a cool thing. It's so much fun to see people see that for the first time. And then sometimes they stick around for a couple just so that they can see it again. And truthfully, even to John and I, that part doesn't get old. So whenever you see the picture emerge from beneath that silver clouding, it's just so magical. It's Yeah, it's so cool for us. And it's still cool for, I mean, even me in the, bo- in, in, me in the dark, dark box. I get I get giddy when I'm I'm developing something and I get giddy when like light changes. It's a challenge. It's 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 a ch- it's a challenge to me. I get giddy when I when the light changes or I've got to put a waterhouse stop in or something changes to the point where I've got to change my my exposure time and I'm still nailing that development time. I mean, it doesn't get any cooler than that. But that's the kind of stuff that that gets me through the off season thinking about and honestly at some point maybe at some point maybe i will have had enough that it doesn't get me through the winter anymore but at least as far as now is concerned uh, i got another year in me at least the first time i see you in front of a crowd each season you get that sparkle in your eye and you love it and sometimes I think you forget about it until we get out at that first event, the first time you smell <laughs> the ether of the year. And both of us, the first time you get that ether out, if we're both home and we both kind of take a deep breath and we both kind of smile at each other sometimes. And it's exciting to know that we're going to go back out and show this process to people who have no idea what it is. Some people might think we're a little weird sniffing ether. <laughs> But but she's right. You know, if if I'm drying out old collodion or I'm mixing new collodion for an event, I mean, yeah, there's a little it's it's a small whiff of it in the house. You know, it 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 permeates from the dark room, you know, down into the living area. But uh but yeah, it's it's that it's that 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 smell that just brings back a memory. Like a campfire or like a uh, like a like a grandfather's pipe tobacco or somebody's cologne or perfume. I mean, it 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 just it's just absolutely magical, and that and that does reinvigorate me. Seeing seeing our friends, uh, you know, 
sometimes we get to a location and we haven't set a tent up in in months and it's like why do we do this to ourselves but but when the tent is up and i'm dressed up and i can i can sit in the chair and put my feet up and and drink a a, a cold beverage and and celebrate it's all everything's right with the world and everyone walks by and says hi and stops and chats for a while yeah. and then we go to their camp to sit by a campfire it it it's just one of those things that yeah keeps us going and brings us back year after year what are we going to tell somebody in the same situation because we've had a couple people reach out and say they feel the same way and while we've talked uh while you know they and i have talked in an email uh, i kind of want to do a, a little bit of a for anybody that, that that may not have reached out to us the first thing i want to say is only you can decide what is right for you in your situation. And if you've totally lost your heart in a, in a career, maybe it is time to give it up. But mm. if it is truly your dream and it's just one setback and you're willing to give it up after that, then maybe it really wasn't your dream. That that's really good because when you say one setback and I'm thinking to myself, when you said one setback, I'm thinking to myself, it's like, I don't have enough fingers and toes to count the setbacks we've had in the last 10 years. I'm not saying that. Uh, yeah. I mean, but no matter what you do in a business, there's right. going to be setbacks. There's You're not going gonna grow. to be things that go wrong. There's going to be things to help you grow as a person and difficulties that you're going to have to overcome you need to decide how big each situation each circumstance is that hits you in that in well, your business if you don't have hurdles you're not going to grow if you're put into a situation where everything is is roses and unicorn farts i don't think you're going to have that that struggle to make yourself better and i think that's very important i think I think for every catastrophic failure and every major setback we've had, we've grown leaps and bounds out of it. This tent, uh, you know, if we get this tent re re sewn, uh, you know, we're we're investing in all new. Uh, you know, maybe we're gonna get maybe we're gonna put three ropes on every corner. Maybe we're gonna put. We saw one tent that had a rope just over the ridge pole. Maybe we'll put a rope over the ridge pole to keep it from lifting up. I don't know. I don't know what the, the, the result is, but but you bet your you bet your butt that if we get this tent fixed, we're going to go above and beyond. If we've got to to buy a new tent, it's gonna be one that's that's gonna have several more stakes and ropes all around the outside. I think we need more poles on the sides too. Well but- we we've had we've had we do if for a new tent. Yeah. But our tent now just has two on each side and then one on each corner. But anyway, just just getting back to it. Whatever we do, we're going to be stronger for it. Right. Uh, same thing with with gear or same thing with learning. You know, find that that process or find that artistic ability or find that thing that you want to learn or do better and 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 make just make it happen it sucks it absolutely sucks doing something you don't want to do 
But you need to you need to realize and visualize the the end goal. I mean, if if this is your full time job, what would you do if you weren't doing this? And you need to ask yourself that because sometimes there is no answer to that. And well, there is an answer. Well, there what is. What would an you answer, do? But... What would you do if you weren't doing this? And 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 you need to think about that. But you need to remember, it's not just about you. And it may be. But imagine the people you've you've done work for. Imagine the people you've you've touched with maybe talking with demonstrations, helping them learn how to, to, to maybe get over a hurdle in your craft. Join a community either either in person or online. Join something that it, and then maybe talk about this to people too. And and you know, send me an email. Send me an email if if you're if you're having a hard time because the thing is is I'm having a hard time, and misery loves company. But the thing is is, just like so many people have been have been supportive of me, I I'm su- I'm supportive of others. I'm I'm more supportive of others than I am of of myself. Typically, I'm very hard on myself, and but the problem is every time I think back. Every time I think back to someone just, you know, oh, we drove, we drove six hours to see you here. Um, we saw you in the newspaper. We saw this. We saw that. Um, you know, when we went to Old Bedford Village and we posted that we weren't going to be set up because of all the flooding, I mean, we had two people that were just absolutely gutted that we weren't there making tintypes. And, and- it felt, I felt so bad. Because, and I, I told him, like, look, follow my Facebook. I'm sorry. Uh, we will be back next year. But it was just, you know, it, it really hits you. It really, you know, hits you here when you, you start seeing how affected people are when you're not around anymore. And at Bedford Village, we'd ran into people in the parking lots who, who recognized us and said, you're the tintype photographer. We were so upset. That's when what you said, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, we ran into them, and they recognized us even though we were in civilian clothes. Yeah. And it, it kind of, it does hit you a little hard whenever you find out that they came specifically just to see us, and I don't, and I think they drove just a little bit to get there. Yeah, that's and, exactly what I just said, but you just, you summed up what I said perfectly, Christine. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, it's, but it's true. It's absolutely true. That's that's what I was talking about when we ran into two different people that were just gutted that we weren't that we weren't set up and and I felt so bad. But like I said, I I I told them check out our our Facebook. We posted that we weren't going to be here in a in a demonstration capacity. We still wanted to support the event. We still wanted to support and make the event better, and that's why we went and we did digital photography and videography. And I think we put that video. I think we finally put that video online of the. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Of the um the the talk that they give there, but I mean, and and even though it turned out to be a great weekend when it wasn't supposed to, and and the ground actually dried up pretty quickly, I, I think we did better. I'm happy and proud that we we took a, a year off, and we gave them some of the very some of the the digital photography that they've sorely needed. And that we've not been able to provide them before. Exactly, and even though you have, you know, you have photographers walking around the the entire event, 
they just don't they don't share any photos or even give them the option to, to buy. We just gave we gave the photos to the organizer and we told them that um, you, you know use these photos to make the to make the event better and to make the uh, to make the location better, Old Bedford Village. Use use whatever you want. I don't care. Just make the event better. But yeah, it's tough. Either either way it's tough. It's tough. It's tough feeling like you've just been beaten and 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 kicked on and stepped on and and getting through. But you got to think about it. What what else would you do? I mean, what are you going to do? Just sit on the couch and watch YouTube all day? You know, you you got to do something. I'm the kind of person I I would never retire. I'd get bored. I've got to be doing something. But maybe maybe change it up. You know, if if doubling down on on all your artistic work doesn't help, find a way to change it up. Find somebody to be a little bit of an accountability buddy. Find someone that that you sit there and say, "Look, my goal is this. What is your goal?" And you you kind of you kind of give people each other a hard time if they if they slack off on it. It's tough. It's really tough getting through um, something like this, especially the second year in a row. But finding people who have been through similar can help you through it and right. just support each other and yeah, take that next step. And we support you. Do it. Make it happen. Whatever you've ever wanted to do, make a, make a point to, 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 to realize it this, this winter. You wanted to learn some kind of new art? Figure it out. Learn it. Go take a workshop. Go watch a YouTube video. Go to the library. They still have libraries, Christine? Yes. Go to the library and get a book. Go on uh, you know, go on Google Books or Project Gutenberg, and especially for old-time photography like us. I mean, most books are out of copyright anyway. You know, go on go on these old book sites and and download download some old uh, old books on whatever art craft you're interested in, or it might not even be an art thing. It may be, I don't know, whatever you want to do. And 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 just just remember, you know, what are you going to do if you're not if you're not doing what you're doing now? I I don't want to know what I would be doing because I wouldn't be happy. You know, this is my this is my happy place, and my happy place can can kick me and 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 spit on me and call me names and s- steal my Microsoft Dinosaur CD. But the thing is, is at the end of the day, uh, this is this is it. I mean, what do they what do they say? Uh, find something, find something you love and let it kill you. <laughs> That's kind of dark. And if anybody got the Dinosaur CD uh, reference, let me know. But it's kind of dark. But how else would you want to go? Not that I'm going to sit there and drink the stuff under the sink or drink the stuff under the darkroom sink, but the thing is, is what are you going to do? Let let the, the grind of the world kill you slowly? Or are you going to get so enthralled into your art, into your passion, into your love, and spend the rest of your life letting that kill you? And I'm not saying kill you as in you're slowly poisoning yourself or whatever, but you know, memento mori, we're all going to die. What do you want to spend the rest of your life on? And when I look in the mirror, when I sit down and I I use my brain to figure out 
with all the goods, all the bad, all the pro, all the con, what do I want to let kill me, let take up the rest of my life? I'll tell you what it is, photography. Plain and simple. And I'm not at a point yet where I, I have to give it up because it's not working. It's working. It could be working a little bit better. You know, maybe maybe if we can not have the thing anymore, that'd be really great. But at the end of the day, am I able to get to the year? Yeah, no problem. But but the thing is, is, is just the only thing that's that's the negative now is the experiences that are severely lacking severely less severely a less number of of experiences a year events a year which are getting better compared to last year this year was awesome but you know it's going to get better it is yeah I think that's all I have. Yeah, that's all I have. That's all you have? That's all you got? Yep. That's all I got. Anything else? I think that's all we have today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, the thing is, is, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And and whatever whatever you had happened to you, what are you going to do to overcome it? You're going to be stronger. You're going to be a better artist. You're going to be a better creator by overcoming. You're going to be a better person on the other side. Keep up your art. Keep up your passion. You know, when it when 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 it's over, you're going to know. Until then, you kick and scream and you fight like hell and you you get through to you know, whatever you want to do. And that's what I've been doing. I don't. I don't want to go back into uh, you know. If you've heard, if you've heard our first episode, I don't want to go back into uh, information technologies, computers. I love computers. I I love working with them. I, I I still work with them quite often, and and still with a lot of side work. But the thing is, is that's I I lost my passion for that a long time ago. And your passions can change. Maybe something takes over for that passion. Or what we like to call ooh shiny syndrome. <laughs> but maybe something else comes along. Either way, you're you're meant to do what you're meant to do. Keep up what you're doing until until something better comes along. And uh, and I, I wish you the best of luck because it's when you're when you're happy in what you do and when you don't care what people say, you don't care about this, you don't care about that, you're you, you know, you're 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 really in heaven for sure. Oh well. We want to hear from you, and you can connect with us on our Facebook group or through email at podcast at underredglow.com. Your comments just might make it into a future episode, and I mean it. If you have any 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 problems, email me. Email me. Let's work through it together because we're all here to do something. We're not here to 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 die, you know, doing a nine to five job and making no difference in the world. We're all here to do something. And it doesn't need to be art, doesn't need to be creativity. It could be a myriad of other things. But let's talk. As always, a big thank you to everyone for continuing to join us. 
all the love and support we've received from people liking us on Facebook, subscribing and rating us on your podcast platform of choice, and also a big thank you to our Patreon subscription supporters. We're starting at just a buck. You can get our shows early with our supporters-only after show, all without ads. Be sure to check out other supporter tiers as well, which are geared towards bringing you along on our darkroom projects with great rewards. All of links can be found in our show notes and also on www.underregular.com. And now with episode 66 down, it's been um, our absolute pleasure spending this time with you. Please be sure to subscribe to Under Red Glow. And if we've earned your recommendation to any photographers of other skill levels or processes, any other skill levels or processes, I'm going to get this together one day, Christine. <laughs> and 66 isn't, isn't the magic number. We would certainly appreciate you sharing this with them. A big thank you to my co-host, Christine Milliker, and of course, everyone else for listening. If you're listening on Patreon or supporter page, please stay tuned for the after show. If not, thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to visiting with you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.